The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Level 3, this is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustlers, and everything else in between. Vamos, Argentina. Victorious. Our boy Matthias is uh, feeling it. First championship for Argentina in his lifetime. And, you know, if you look at Argentina, they sort of, they've been in the, you know, they're in the shadow, so to speak, of Brazil, right? It's like sort of like, oh, Brazil and Argentina. No one says Argentina and Brazil, right? Sort of, yeah, Brazil and Argentina. And Argentina, man, you're not going to find a country that loves their team as much as Argentinians do. And they hadn't won in 36 years. Right, so it's that that is a long time. It, it, it it's a long time. There are very few too. Like I said, I swear though, you can, there's a few teams. It, I was gonna say you can't really say like North American sports leagues and stuff would be the same, but there are a few markets where it would be like super crazy if they won. Right, if the Toronto Maple Leafs won a Stanley Cup, like it would seriously be crazy. Like I think. Like I, I don't like I I don't know if they would just like destroy the city or something like I don't know what would happen to be honest. Like Toronto Toronto would be lit. Like when the Toronto Raptors won the title, there was like five million people at their like their parade. It was crazy. Right? Like if the and the Leafs, if the Leafs won, the Leafs haven't won since nineteen sixty seven. So it's one of those deals where a lot of their fans weren't alive or didn't see it. And you know what I mean? So they've never won. The Buffalo Bills is another one. The Bills have never won a Super Bowl before. They have a super crazy, passionate fan base. And the city, like, is is identifies themselves through the football team. There's Bills fans all over the place. Like, the Bills, like, if you're a Bills fan, you're not a bandwagon jumper because they never win, right? Like... Like, the amount of misery that Bills fans have been through in their lifetime. Trust me, I know. Four consecutive Super Bowls, Matthias. Imagine. Imagine losing four straight Super Bowls. Like, you think it was, Matt, like, so, you know, you're a Falcon fan, so it's good that you finally won here, too. Matthias is a Clipper fan, too. That's not happening. So, <laughs> so you got you got a chip out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like all my Lake. You sound like all my Laker friends, Gabe. The Lakers yeah, are winning sh- championship before the La- before the Clippers ever do. They, they shouldn't be talking either. They don't have a lot to talk about either. <laughs> they already backed it up. They already backed it up though. They were talking that smack six years ago, Gabe, when they were last place in the division. They came back and won in the bubble. They won another championship. They were right. They were right. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know what? The Clippers are really good when they're healthy, but they're never fully healthy. So that that's the whole thing. But I'm just saying, like, there are certain fan bases. Like, it's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they actually finally won. The Cubs, the Cubs, you know what I mean? It was a big one. But when you talk about on the world stage, but soccer is lit. Like, you could not have had a better ending to the World Cup, which just leads into the next World Cup, where hopefully women are allowed to get naked. We better not be hypocrites. <laughs> This is Ridge. I am Gable Morancy. I'm imagining that the party is still continuing in Buenos Aires uh, right now. And uh, I'm imagining that the insanity is just over the top. As Messi's magic was enough to lead Argentina to their third ever World Cup championship in an epic match that saw France score two late goals to tie the game at two. They go to extra time. Argentina scores an extra time. France once again up against it, back against the wall. A late penalty kick. Mbappe buries it. And suddenly we're tied at three. And then Martinez makes the save of the century, basically, that prevents France from 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 winning. I said, like France were France could have won. Like it, it nearly didn't. It nearly didn't get to the penalty kicks. There's uh, I'm seeing video right now. It's playing on on a website that I'm on here of um, of Argentina Matias partying in their room after. Some dude did like a backflip into a um, into like a recycling bin, which looked pretty like pretty dangerous thing to do. Like like they're basically like recklessly doing backflips in the, in in the room after. It's going to be a serious ass party. They're cracking the champagne, and uh, they all got big fat checks as too um, for winning. You get big money for winning the World Cup. The celebration continues. You going to start celebrating again after the show? You have to be professional and shut oh, things yeah. down. We would have understood if you didn't show up tonight. And uh, JP did the show. Okay, this was a legendary show. You know, you can't miss out. You know, on these types of shows. These are the biggest shows. You know, uh, this is something I'm going to remember forever. You think I'm going to? Yeah, you were on the air singing. Come on, un minuto de silencio para Mbappe que está muerto. There's not that many people that can say that live on national radio, Gabe. After you win a World Cup, come on, it's legendary yeah. moments, Gabe. Legendary. Yeah. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's been 36 years, too. So you make that the promo, so it'll live on in infamy. Uh, you get yourself singing there. Uh, <laughs> the moment the moment of silence. The moment uh, the moment of silence. Atlanta United midfielder Thiago Almeida becomes the first MLS, MLS player to win the World Cup as well after Argentina's uh, victory. How about that? I guess Tiger Woods played golf or something with his kid. Yeah, like, whatever, dude. Like, you got to do this not when there's stuff that matters is going on. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The path to retirement is different for everyone, and as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement. Whether you're saving for it or 
already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sunday, bloody Sunday continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morantz. It pimps the players, the hustlers, the vandals, and everybody else in between. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, steps up and in. There's a lot of stuff to break down and unpack. Babano is a crazy, wild weekend of football, World Cup, soccer, NHL, hockey, college, basketball. It's an epic time of the year right now to be a sports fan. There are multiple games on across the board daily. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy weekend, obviously, with the uh, NFL having three games on Saturday, the regular full Sunday slate. No shortage of thrills with that comeback victories, largest comebacks in NFL history, uh, insane finishes with the likes of which we had in multiple games today. You had a college football bowl games on Saturday. You had full NHL, NBA, college basketball slates. And oh, yeah, a certain thing called the World Cup wrapped up this weekend as well with an epic final with Argentina and France. And even the non-soccer f- fan that I am can admit when a match was tremendous. And certainly that Argentina-France finale was as good as you could ask for. Yeah, many people think it might have been the best uh, the best soccer game in the history of the sport. Others think it was the best sporting event uh, ever. It was absolutely electric and epic, and that's what sports are all about. So... We've got Monday night uh, football, kind of a come down after France and Argentina. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of a letdown what we have coming up after what uh, we just had. But it's almost it's like the calm before the storm again, right? It's the calm before the storm again. Things are getting really crazy in the National Football League. But Monday night uh, football is, you know, kind of anticlimactic here. We've got the Green Bay Packers, seven-point favorites over Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams, total 39 and a half. Yeah, I think when you look at this game here, Gabe, it's going to be interesting to see what we get. You know, it's a situation where, as far as I'm concerned, what do the Rams have left in them? You know, following that incredible comeback against the Raiders last Thursday, we can't forget that for well over three quarters in that game, the offense really wasn't moving the ball. The team wasn't really playing particularly well. We also have to remember they're still riddled with key injuries on both sides of the football going into this game. They do have the benefit of extra prep time because they played Thursday night, but that's negated by the fact the Green Bay Packers are coming in off a bye week. And I think Green Bay is going to show up here. It's just something that in the pit of my stomach, Gabe, it's just I feel it with Green Bay. And especially as long as Aaron Rodgers is starting, he knows obviously his team's up against it to make the playoffs. They pretty much have to win out. That's their only chance, and they've still got to get a lot of help to do it. 
but a late season bye week, I can't see this team with Aaron Rodgers at the helm just lying down and mailing it in the rest of the year. They're not doing that. I think they and I think they're getting healthier too at receiver. They've at least found something with Christian Watson. The offense has started to move the ball, at least in the few games before the bye week. You could start to see, you know, things were starting to improve a little bit for the Packers offense. Now you get them off the bye week. I just don't know if Baker Mayfield is going to be able to recapture that magic. And it's really not like the offense did a lot till they came back in that final drive against the Raiders. Going on the road here against a rested Packers team may be difficult. You know, it's no bargain laying, you know, upwards of a touchdown with Green Bay, but I'd probably look to Green Bay before the Rams. And I actually have the Packers in a couple of teasers uh, that I bet this weekend down to a minus one. So I think Green Bay wins the football game, and I'd still lay the points before I take the points. I don't think the Green Bay Packers have a hope in hell of making the playoffs, but you are right. Aaron Rodgers is going to play until they're mathematically eliminated. It's going to be cold. That's, That's one thing. It's going to be cold weather. The Ram offense did struggle most of the night. I can't dispute that, but it's it's a touchdown, Babano. If you're, you're trusting the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packer team that really hasn't blown anybody out uh, this year. Yet, I understand your gut feel, and this could be one of those, like you said, that was a magical game that Baker Mayfield had. It's one, you know, he's never going to forget it, and, you know, it's, it's one for the memory, one for the memory banks for life type of deal. It could be one of these Green Bay frustration games, you know, where the wheels fall off for the Rams. It's cold as hell. And, you know, they just sort of tap out as the game as the game goes on because it is going to be very, very cold. But, you know, this is just such a train wreck of a game. It's too bad that we have this game. It's too bad they can't flex Monday Night Football, Babano, but it is what it is. They're going to start flexing it next year. Which is good, uh, which and that's the only reason they signed Joe Buck and Troy Aikman or were able to because there was actually initial reports on the negotiations that Joe and Troy were adamant that you know if we're going to come to Monday Night Football, we can't be given the crap Monday games. Night games we've gotten in the past. We got to do something about that, and they are we'll finally going to get Monday Night Football better games starting next year. Al Michaels on Thursday nights, he deserves better. It's too bad, you know, yeah. he's so good. <laughs> yeah. They've got to, they've got to improve Thursdays as well. They but do. they get numbers, right? They get they get ratings no matter what. And so we've got this. This is the Monday nighter. Um, you know, this week we've got the Rams and the Packers. And to the NFL's defense, this was supposed to be a big time game, right? You know, I, I didn't think the Rams going to repeat as Super Bowl champions, but nobody thought you know they were going to be this bad and the wheels would completely fall off. Everybody would be hurt. And the Green Bay Packers are having a bad season as well. So this isn't really the fault of the schedule maker here. You can't say, oh, this is a dumb matchup. No, Rams and Packers are supposed to be a big-time football game. And I'll tell you what, Thursday's game suddenly kind of does become interesting with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. You talked about comebacks, the Jaguars with the epic comeback uh, today against the Dallas Cowboys. And they get a New York Jet football team that – just fell short today against the Detroit Lions. You don't look now, but Baltimore, Tennessee, and now, of course, Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. The Jacksonville Jaguars are are finding ways to win games, and, and they're getting better. And Trevor Lawrence is playing, I think, some of his best football of his career right now. I mean, it couldn't be stopped, really, uh, in the second half. Once Lawrence and ETN on the ground and... You know, Zay Jones and company, they got that offense going. Uh, It was impressive to watch just how that Jacksonville passing game, run game, everything was working against that Dallas defense in the second half. And and look, the defense is still for the Jaguars a little bit shaky. 
you know, they, there were times today they got ripped on the ground and they let Dak throw it against them through the air. But when it came time to get turnovers, key stops, they got them. And that's what allowed them to win the game. They're making critical plays in the football game, both sides of the football, these last three weeks against the Ravens, Titans, and Cowboys. They're playing with great momentum. They're now only one game behind Tennessee for the AFC South division. They're very live, Doug Peterson's team now to win that division. The only hang-up I've got with this game against the Jets is you've got them traveling up to the cold weather on a short week, you know, and that element of this handicap kind of bothers me with Jacksonville, but I'd still probably take them before I take the Jets. That was a crusher uh, against the Detroit Lions, and as long as Zach Wilson remains the quarterback of this football team, I'm not laying points with the Jets. It was the reason I took Detroit on Sunday. I, I don't want the Jets with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, period, and it was proven correct once again Sunday why that is. Yeah, the Jaguars Jaguars are in the mix here right now suddenly for this division. The Titans are in a free fall. Um, don't forget the Jaguars did beat the Titans two weeks ago, and they play each other in the last game of the year. So they you know, this is this is a control your own destiny type of situation, basically. Then you know, massive game. And, you know, that's what's it's fun right now. The Lions, the Lions and the Jets was a big time game. Uh, today, the Detroit Lions have played themselves into this thing, and now the Jags have played themselves into this thing. The NFL playoff bracket could be a really whacked-out one <laughs> this year. Could be a whacked-out one, um, to, to say the least. It's whacked out alone that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could host a playoff game in this year's playoffs. Yeah, it's, that's a division nobody wants to win, Babano. The division that nobody wants, right? <laughs> like that's that, that's that's what that is. See, so yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars plus one. Uh, they're plus one on the road on Thursday night uh, football against the New York Jets. That as Jet Vince Scully would say, Gabe, as Vince Scully would say, the late great Vince Scully, that NFC South division is a fertilizer show right now. Ian Cameron uh, kicking it with us, A.K. Uh, Babano. So yeah, the Jets are one point favorites in this game. It's basically a pick 'em. The total is 40. Green Bay Packers are seven-point favorites against the Rams. On you know, total is 39 and a half. And it's pretty crazy to say. Who would have ever thought that you say, yeah, the Rams and Packers are playing and the Jags and Jets are playing. And the Jags and Jet game is actually the cooler game uh, that I want to see more. But that's what kind of year it is this year. The late-night anger management class. This is Fortridge. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's that time again. Time to start thinking taxes. But this tax smart move for 2023 could make it less painful. Open and fund a Fidelity IRA before the tax deadline. You could reduce your taxable income in a traditional IRA or get tax-free withdrawals in retirement with a Roth IRA. Plus, there are no account fees or minimums to open an account. Get started at fidelity.com IRA. No account fees or minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Man for class continues. This is Fortress. I am Gabriel Bradsey, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, kicking it uh, with us. Uh, Babano, we've got Monday night uh, football, but we also have the Myrtle Beach Bowl on uh, Monday afternoon, 2.30 Eastern time. The Marshall Thundering Herd take on the Yukon Huskies. And this is a Yukon Husky football team who people thought, you know, might win two games, might win three football games uh, this year. Jim Mora Jr. definitely deserves to be discussed as the coach of the year, even though they don't give coach of the year awards to six and six football teams. The question is, can they hang with Marshall getting double digit points? What's your take? Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, I, I think UConn's live in this game. I, I, I'm a little worried about the matchup. I know they're betting Marshall because the number's gone up. You know, Marshall's gone up from 10.5 to 11.5, 12 now. Yeah, there's uh, some 12s game. out there. Yeah, yeah. 12, 12, 40.5 is the total I see right now. But 12 points, yeah, but battle keeps going up. Well, if you look at the statistical profile of these two teams, it's pretty ugly for UConn, and it looks pretty good for Marshall. There's like these yards per play yeah. and how much you outgain your opponent. Well, you can say that every week for UConn pretty much, and they found yeah. to win. <laughs> you can, and, and it's not like Marshall has made the most out of their gaudy statistics this year. They've been an overvalued commodity. They haven't been a great point spread team all year. To me, it comes down to this offense being very pedestrian. I mean, Fancher, the quarterback, was not has been okay. He hasn't been great taking over from Columby, who was the quarterback early in the season. Uh, it's a pedestrian offense. They've got to be able to run the football to be successful. I mean, UConn's defense, unfortunately, is not great against the run. Maybe they see Marshall's going to be able to run the football all day, but... One thing the UConn defense has been great at is forcing turnovers. They've been great at that, and Marshall's actually not been good protecting the football. They've been turning it over a lot. So you got a team that likes to force turnovers, a team that's not very good at keeping the football, Marshall. So maybe UConn can force some turnovers, and I just can't believe for a second that UConn is anything but excited. You know, this is a program that's rebuilding. The fact they got to a bowl game in year one under Jim Mora Jr. is huge, I think, for the future direction of this program. I mean, Zion Turner, the quarterback, I think has got future potential to get better and better. It's only his first year. He had some ups and downs, but I think he's going to continue to get better. And I think the extra bowl practices and time to prepare is going to benefit him even though Marshall's defense can be quite stingy. And that's also why the total is low in this game at 41. These are two teams that are better defensively than offensively, but uh, I'm going to go against the line move, Gabe. Uh, line, move, line moves in any sport, even at bowl season, they don't scare me off a side or a total. I'm going to stick to UConn here, getting a healthy number. I think they're competitive here. The thing with UConn, they got blasted in the last game of the year, but they knew they already punched their spot into the bowl game at that, at that time. They went on this torrid run. Yet thing is, if you look at them, you would figure, okay, how much of a mismatch is there as far as speed? That's that's what I look at, Babano, in these bowl games. Is there a physical mismatch? Is one team just, like, way better athletically? And, yeah, you can make an argument that, you know what, Marshall are faster and Marshall have higher recruits, but you could say the same thing about Fresno State. You could say the same thing about Liberty, Right, you could say the same thing about Boston College. All teams that UConn managed to beat somehow this year. So yeah. you know they beat Liberty. Listen, I, I get it. Hugh Freeze was leaving, and there was a lot of stuff going on with the coaches behind the scenes. 
The kids on Liberty are still fast. Right, the kids on Liberty can still they beat play. Arkansas the week before, and yeah, it was a little bit of yeah. a letdown for Liberty too after that Arkansas win. Yep. So the thing is, UConn, UConn have played against athletic teams, and it's not like Marshall or or you know some great team or something like that. They're okay, right? And Marshall is going to be in it to win it. I, to me, listen, I'm not going to put two thousand dollars on UConn, but I'm going to have the Huskies in this game. And how the hell do you go against Jim Mora Jr. and what this program has done? Uh, this year, and not to mention, listen, they're nine and three against the spread, guys. Right? Look, Marshall are eight and yep. four straight up. They're six and six ATS. UConn are six and six uh, straight up, but they're a very robust nine and three ATS. They got smashed in their last game against Army. They had a hard time with that ground attack. It is uh, what it is. But me and Mabana both agree uh, that uh, UConn is the play. And double-digit Bulldogs are uh, two and. Well, two and one against the spread. I wouldn't even put Florida as a true double-digit dog because they well, were off the eight. note. They, they closed at eight, too. Yeah, yeah. They weren't interested in that game against Oregon State at all, whereas Miami O covered as a double-digit dog. North Texas covered as a double-digit dog. So, again, double-digit underdogs have been very profitable for the last decade-plus in bowl games. And for me, there's always, if you're going to lay double digits, especially early on, you better have a good reason to do it. San Jose State is a four-point favorite against Eastern Michigan on Tuesday. We've got two bowl games on Tuesday. San Jose State and uh, Eastern Michigan uh, go head-to-head in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. And then we've got the uh, RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl on Tuesday night. We were talking about Liberty. That should be a fun game with Liberty and uh, Toledo. But Eastern Michigan uh, take on uh, San Jose State. The MAC, as you stated, the MAC stepped up uh, with Miami of Ohio in a Bahamas uh, Bowl. They they didn't win the game, but they did cover the point spread. So Eastern Michigan gets four against uh, San Jose State. And then Toledo, another MAC team, five-point favorites over the Liberty Flames. Totals 54 there. Yeah, it's one of the – I'd looked underdog in both of those games. And I don't want to sound underdog-centric here, but Eastern Michigan, it makes perfect sense why I'd want the underdog in that potato bowl. That's all that covers in an Eastern Michigan game. Whether it's Eastern Michigan, whether it's the opponent, it continues to be unbelievable how good the underdog is in Eastern Michigan games. Look at these last several games. Look at all the Eastern Michigan games. I think the dog is covered, honestly, in 10 straight Eastern Michigan games. They're just one of those teams that when they're catching points, they find a way – they're good enough offensively to put up points. In fact, their offense got better down the stretch with Powell at quarterback, the Troy and Missouri transfer at quarterback. He really started to play well. They got a great running back in Evans. They're balanced. The defense is okay. It's a bend but don't break defense. I think get them getting four, four and a half against San Jose State's worth a look in that potato bowl. And Toledo's just a horrid favorite. I know they finally did cover his favorites in the MAC championship game against Ohio. But that's the exception to the rule. I mean, every other game they've been laying points. They've been dreadful ETS. And let's be honest, that quarterback for Ohio that took the place of Curtis Rourke in that MAC championship game, he really struggled, C.J. Harris. And it's not like Toledo lit it up. They won that game 17-7. You know, and they're going up against a Liberty team with Bennett at quarterback. They're capable of putting up points in that game. So Toledo's going to have to score in this one with Finn at quarterback. And their offense has been erratic. So I know there's some turmoil with, you know, Freeze moving out. They're bringing in a new coach. That's not always a great bet on situation in the bowl game. But I'm not laying points with Toledo, Gabe. No way. Not with that track record. I'd have to look at Liberty there. Ian Cameron uh, throwing it down with us. All right, Babano, before we get you out of here, NHL hockey on Monday, overnight numbers right now. The Dallas Stars are minus 225 road favorites in Columbus. The total is six and a half. Washington Capitals minus 190 home favorites against the visiting Detroit Red Wings. The total is six. 
Boston Bruins host the Florida Panthers. Minus 170 home favorites. Total is six and a half there. Edmonton Oilers in Nashville at uh, minus 130. Over under six and a half. New York Islanders in Denver. The Avalanche minus 160. Islanders plus 140. The total is six. The Buffalo Sabres and the Vegas Golden Knights. May Brian Blessing rest in peace. This is the Brian Blessing special. Buffalo and Vegas. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights minus 180 home favorites against the visiting Sabres plus 160 total six and a half. The Montreal Canadiens have uh, struggled over the last um, you know week or so. A bit was a rough week for them. Canadians on the road now in the desert against the Coyotes. Coyotes are minus 120. The total is six. And the St. Louis Blues are in a ice cold, snowy Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver Canucks minus 115. Total six and a half. Anything catch your eye as far as Monday's hockey card, Babano? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I cashed with Buffalo against uh, Colorado as an underdog on Thursday last week. I'm actually tempted to take them again here. I like the way they're playing. They had a little rough stretch there, but they they hammered L.A. at home. It gave them confidence on their road trip. They go to Colorado. They beat the Avs. Then they follow it up. And look, you can say, hey, it's no big deal beating Arizona. But Arizona's played good at home since they've been playing some home games at Mullet Arena after that long road trip. They had been undefeated at home since they returned there until Buffalo beat them on Saturday night. So the Sabres are playing good. That's a big price. And Vegas is playing decidedly lesser quality hockey than they did early in the season. There's definitely they're not playing as well, Gabe, right now compared to what they did early in the year. So that's a big price to be given Buffalo there. Buffalo also lost. And remember, Jack Eichel came back to Buffalo earlier this year. He had the hat trick. They really got it got ugly for the Sabres. I think the Sabres remember that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Sabres give the Golden Knights a big-time game uh, on Monday night and maybe have a chance to win that. So I might look at the dog there. Uh, the other games tomorrow night, I mean, Florida and Boston. Uh, Boston at home, but, you know, you're not getting a great price there. I, I'm not really buying what Florida's selling. They're up and down. I know they beat New Jersey, but New Jersey's struggling. I'd probably look at the Bruins in regulation in that game. I might even look at the Islanders again because Colorado's still not fully healthy, laying minus 160. We just saw the Islanders beat Vegas on Saturday. Maybe give them a chance in Colorado in that game. I think we'll see goals with Montreal and Arizona. Montreal's really struggling defensively, but they might be able to score some against Arizona. I think Habs and Coyotes gave us a good overplay. One thing we should note, too, the Vancouver Canucks played on Saturday against the uh, the Winnipeg Jets in Vancouver. The Jets beat them 5-1, um, and then they responded. Um, you know, Last week, they played the Wild on Saturday. Yep. And they got shut out 3 nothing. Then they responded by beating the Flames in the next game, 4-3 as underdogs. So they followed that up by losing to, to the Jets. So where I'm going with this is the Canucks are a pretty good bounce-back team, Babano. After, like, they I lose agree. a game embarrassingly or they get blown out, like, they yeah. usually – and people are always scared to take them the next time. Oh, I don't know. And then they'll win the next game. So I think the Canucks are in the play on Monday. Well, and it's not like their opponent has been playing great hockey lately, St. Louis. Now, they played a little bit better the last week or so, but no, I'm talking about for the last month, the Blues have been awful. They're starting to show signs of coming out of it, but everything I heard from the Canucks after that Winnipeg loss is we've got to stop coming back home after a road trip and laying an egg. We've got to stop this, and they did it on Saturday night, obviously, against Winnipeg. So I would expect a much better effort from the Canucks Monday night hosting the Blues. Yeah, that more desperate, urgent uh, effort, definitely. As the Christmas approaches, Ian Cameron will rejoin us once again on the Wicked Wednesday. Babano, best of luck uh, this week. May the winners be yours. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be us. We'll catch up with you on Wednesday. All right, great stuff, Gabe. We'll talk on Wednesday. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You don't need a lot of money to do more with it. Join Padma Lakshmi, Viola Davis, and Fidelity's Women Talk Money team during our free Women's History Month series as we get real about ways you can start planning and saving for the future you want so you can feel good about your money every step of the way. Save your seat today at fidelity.com slash WHM. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, member NYSE, SIPC. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. He will rejoin us on uh, Wednesday. So, uh, next Sunday, it's actually Christmas, isn't it? So, we're not going to be on Sunday, Bloody Sunday. And in fact, we're not going to be on the following Sunday because that'll be New Year's Day, right? Um, statutory holiday type of deals, right? So um, this is our last Sunday show of the year then. If you actually think about it, Mateus is too busy thinking about Argentina. He's going to be dreaming of Messi tonight. <laughs> he's going to be dreaming, dreaming, dreaming of Messi. So I said this earlier. I am Gabriel Morenci. So you woke up. You enjoyed the game. You shut things down, but are you done for the day or after this show? Are you going to have a couple of nightcaps and like rewatch this stuff and celebrate again? Oh no, Gabe! I got I got the mate getting ready to go. I got the game on replay right now. About to press play, sit down and enjoy it. Maybe sing some more songs. Maybe break another tear. You know, some tears of joy on the way out and sing some more. I'm going to sing myself to sleep. I'm going to sing myself a championship lullaby, Gabe, to put myself to sleep tonight. It's a it's a brand new thing. I've never done it before. I'll let you know how it is tomorrow yeah listen to queen we are the champions you gotta put on we are we are the champions and you know have, have a couple of drinks i remember when philadelphia won the super bowl is actually pretty funny they were really into it uh when they won they were hardcore but uh in the summertime they had like a super bowl viewing party they rewatched it it was like a big party on the street <laughs> they rewatched it in the summertime which uh which i can respect you know you got to let it go eventually uh, speaking of which, the Philadelphia Eagles did get it done today. It looked like the Bears might be able to knock them off, but the Eagles did enough uh, to get it done. So, listen, the Eagles, it's funny because we spent a lot of time last week talking about who who is real and who is not. And we said we have a hard time fully putting the Dallas Cowboys in that San Francisco-Philadelphia tier. And they kind of have proven everybody right, haven't they? Listen, Minnesota came back on Indianapolis, and, you know, they can talk about how much character they have and all this, whatever. You let the Indianapolis Colts take a 33-0 lead on your sorry asses, so whatever. They are who they are. Dallas kind of are who I thought they were. They're good, but I've always had a hard time believing that they're going to be able to win a bunch of games in the playoffs. 
So ultimately, this comes down to it's really it really is San Francisco and Philadelphia and advanced Philadelphia. Number one, they don't have Mr. Irrelevant as their quarterback. Number two, they're healthier. Number three, they have home field advantage, and they're going to have home field advantage. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might still make the playoffs, as bad as that division is. But Tom Brady did something today that he has never done. It's been a bad year for Tom Brady. Let's just call it out for what it is. I was kind of surprised that he came back. I'm not surprised that he came back to play football. I'm surprised that he went back to Tampa Bay. Because nobody thought, if you recall last year, he said, you know, it was the, 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 the weekend they were playing the Rams in the playoffs. He said, I want to end my season. I want to end my career with a Super Bowl or at least with a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. But I'm not sure if that happens here. Now, you know, he can say this. They can say that. But I don't think it was a coincidence that once Arians left, Brady came back. Right? So I think there was something to that. But the thing is, nobody really thought Tampa were going to win the Super Bowl this year. Now, I also don't think he thought that it would be the disaster that it's been, yet it's been a disaster, and now he's almost, so you're really going to end your career like this, or he's got to find a good team that wants to take him in, which there probably will be a few teams that would be willing to sign Tom Brady still now. I think San Francisco is something interesting to keep our eye on. Look, if they can win with Brock Purdy, they can win with Jimmy G, they can win with Tom Brady. So I think that's something to keep our eye on. I know they have Trey Lance, but still. But Tom Brady did something that's never happened to him. Tom Brady was 89-0 in his career. 89-0 when he had a 17-point lead in a football game. This is the first time that he's ever lost a game that he had a 17-point-plus lead in, including the playoffs, regular season or playoffs. 89-0. Wow. I'm just actually quite frankly surprised that the Bengals were down 17-0 in the first place. We absolutely crushed the late games today. We swept the board. We swept the board, which we actually needed. We've had a rough couple of, uh, it's been a rough week and a half or so of bad beats, bad bets, sloppy money management, bad luck, just everything sort of snowballed into one. We went on a nice run. And even though, even though, like, we had France to win, right, on a future, but I didn't, like, start going crazy and, like, taking them again. We already hit the 22-1 to France versus Argentina to make it. But what I did do, I wanted a little insurance, so I took France plus a half a goal, which, uh, uh, which, which won because it was a draw. Right, and I took France plus one, one, one and a half, and with the Buffalo Bills last night when the Bills were down, and like, so I had a lot of France stuff. You know, what was one of the cool tickets I hit today too. Was I had um, they had an odds boost up, so it, well, I didn't think of it myself. I'm not some genius that oh, you know, I believe this. No, I saw it and I decided to pull the trigger on it, and it was uh, Mbappe to score two or more goals at sixteen to one. I was like, how the hell do I not bet that at sixteen to one? And um, that that cash, which was cool. The both teams to score prop was something that we talked a lot about. You and I both, Matias, felt differently. I mean, the odds makers, the way they had this thing set, that it was going to be a lower scoring game, we didn't believe it. I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't just hammer the over in this game. I did bet both teams to score. 
I did have Mbappe. I had the penalty kick. Like, that's another one. We had to, will there be a penalty kick? Yes. Both teams to score? Yes. Mbappe to score two or more goals, 16 to 1. Yes. So it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty profitable. But, you know, you always wish there was more. But when it was all said and done, we had a pretty good World Cup. Like, we crushed it. A lot of good props that we had. Our picks were pretty good. And, you know, I always tell you guys this, like, I don't pretend to, you know, I'm not like some transfer king, and I'm going to tell you, oh, this guy's going from Chelsea to Aston Villa and all this type of stuff. But in international soccer tournaments, I usually do well. And look, we picked the uh, the correct finalist at 22 to 1. Um, so so it, was, it, was, it, was, it was nice to get on a little bit of a run today. But man, with the late games, some people thought I was crazy, like in the Denver Broncos, but the Broncos won. We were on the Raiders. We got lucky with a Raider game. We got to be good to be lucky. Lucky to be good. We hit the Raider game. We hit the Chargers on the money line. I didn't lay the three. I took the Chargers on the money line. I had the Cincinnati Bengals minus three. They came back and won the football game. So It was a clean sweep. We had a bunch of touchdown props. Like We really did well. Um, but unfortunately, we had the Washington Commanders in a 10-point uh, 10 teaser. I had the Commanders plus five and a half. I thought we could, you know, I figured, listen, if they lose, they won't lose by more than six or something, but they did. That late field goal the Giants scored was the difference there. So these games are massive. Did you think, did you think that was pass interference on that last play of the game for the Washington Commanders? Oh, of course it was. It was blatant pass Absolutely. interference. I don't, know, I don't know why they didn't call it. I'll, I'll tell you what before, too. That rule is the stupidest rule in the world. Like that that he wasn't on the line of scrimmage on the play before. I don't know if you saw. They scored a touchdown, yeah, but it I didn't did. count because Samuel he also asked wasn't. the referee prior to the snap. He asked, yeah. he asked the ref, am I good? And the ref said, yeah, you're good, you're good. And then they threw the flag. So it was kind of like. Yeah, I know. I know. The thing is, though, I guess that's a little thing that the players will ask the ref, am I good? But it's not really the ref's job to tell a player where to be and affect the game. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, though, he's not tricking anybody. It's just so stupid. Well, who cares if he's two feet behind the line of scrimmage? What does it change? Oh, because there wasn't an eligible tackle on the field. It's like, all right. But at the same point in time, there are the rules, and that's just sloppy by him. And by by that's also on the quarterback, Matthias, there. Right? That that actually is more on the quarterback than the, than the receiver. It's up. That's the whole thing. Like, that's up to the quarterback to make sure everybody's aligned, bro, before you snap the ball. Point blank. It happened to Willis. Uh, It happened to Will Levis. Yeah, well, you'll see. Yeah, you'll see great quarterbacks. They'll point over, and they'll be like, yo, yo, right? Like, they know, yo, you're not eligible. You got to move up, right? It happened with Will Levis this year in the Mississippi game. If you guys recall, he threw he threw a beautiful touchdown like that would have won the game for them late except one of the receivers wasn't lined up yet he was sort of still kind of in motion he wasn't fully set and at the time everybody you know what i mean right away it was like that's on the quarterback right it's up to you to look around and make sure you can't just snap the ball and assume everybody's in position you're the leader. You're the floor general, Matthias. You know what I mean? You're the general. you got to make sure everybody's lined up. That's on Heineke, actually. But it's the spur of the moment, bro, and you're on the two-yard line. And also Heineke's thinking, the last thing he's thinking is that his wide receiver isn't going to be lined up properly. But you got it's attention to detail, bro. Simple as that. But, yeah, that was pass interference like at that. the end. And I think, Gabe, you, I don't you know. You on the head with that, though. 
the best quarterbacks call it out. Like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, if they if they see that they're calling a timeout and they're also raging on the way to the sidelines because they had to burn a timeout. Matt Ryan, you know, 20 seconds left on the on the clock one time, uh, he screamed at his wide receiver, "Get f and set!" While he was on a hot mic on Monday Night Football, so kind of it was kind of embarrassing for the receiver who's getting yelled at by his quarterback. Get f and set! You know, it, it happened. Well, you have Last to. Last one's notice. But, like I said, there was a lot going on. And yeah, we should know. Tom Brady entered, uh, as we are talking about, home games. We said home games. Someone, I see people saying, oh, it's home games. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady entered Week 15 with 89-0 record in home games when he led by 17 or plus more points, including the playoffs. Um, that's crazy, 89-0. But i tell you, the thing with this, too, the NFL doesn't like Daniel Snyder, bro. Now, it's, I don't know like if it's unfair to Rivera if they really do that, but that was blatant pass interference. Like, there, there's a difference between letting them play, which I don't have a problem with. Like, yeah, let them, let them, you know what I mean? If there's a little contact and it doesn't have anything to do with the play, fine. Right? Like, that's what I hate. When they call penalties that, like, don't really have any impact. We watch it. We were on with Pharrell today, so we're watching all the games. But there was a play today. They, they took a touchdown off. They called holding. They called holding on a dude because Buddy sort of this lineman. It was a little wide receiver too. Like he didn't like. It was like a, a like a, it was like a mosquito and an elephant deal, whatever. The receiver was kind of in Buddy's way. He kind of like grabbed the shoulder pad and kind of pushed him aside. And the running back had already passed everybody. You know what I'm saying? It had nothing to do with the play. Like, why do you call that? Like, who cares? It's a football game. Yes, the dude pushed him and grabbed his jersey a bit. Yes, he did. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't affect anything. But you know, no one didn't stop anyone from tackling anything. Like, he wasn't going to, you know what I mean? He wasn't, was the receiver's little DB. Uh, it wasn't, it didn't affect the player. Was it, a, was it a pick or whatever it was? It was just stupid. I think it might have been on an interception return or whatever the hell it was. It was just dumb. There's just a lot, a lot of dumb penalties. But, yeah, that was blatant pass interference. But, like I said, they don't like Washington. So, I, you know, you never expect that Washington are going to get calls when they're a disgrace to the league, even though it's unfair to the players. But, look, the NFC sucks so much, they lost. They're still a, Like, it doesn't matter. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is it just me, or is it getting really hard to figure out the best way to save for retirement? Fidelity can help you find clarity so you can save the best way for you. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement your way. Get started at fidelity.com slash future. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A shout out to all of our guests Jason B. Takafin, Ian Cameron, Mo Khan. The Monday Night Meltdown will be back tomorrow night at uh, midnight Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific, God willing. We've got the Myrtle Beach Bowl uh, tomorrow afternoon slash morning, depending on where you are. It's at 2.30 Eastern time, this game. 2.30 Eastern time, 11.30 Pacific. So we've got some morning college football. Um, hey, whatever it takes after the World Cup, we fill the void now with some bowl games. It's kind of the calm before the storm with bowls, too. Right, we got Monday Night Football tomorrow night, so there's only one bowl game. It's too bad. I would have preferred to have a couple of more bowl games. There's one bowl game tomorrow. There's two bowl games on Tuesday. Um, there's only one bowl game. I see one bowl game on Wednesday, which I don't know why. Why wouldn't you have more than one bowl game on Wednesday? I don't. I don't get that. Um, Thursday, there's a bowl game. Friday, there's uh, there's two bowl games. Like I said, it's the calm before the storm. And then, uh, of course, it's, it's the hall. It's the Christmas. So we've got the, uh, the Hawaii Bowl on uh, on Christmas Eve. And there's a game on Boxing Day, Monday, December the 26th. And then it gets going. Like next, so long story short, next Tuesday. Not not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. The Tuesday in between Christmas and the New Year's. That's when it really starts. So, like, when are there, like, games on all day type of thing all the time. But as far as this this game is concerned tomorrow... Like, honestly, on paper, it's a bad matchup for UConn. Just in the sense that UConn's one problem they don't do very well, they don't stop the run. You can run the football on UConn. And Marshall run the ball very well. Marshall are balanced, but Marshall can run the ball. And on the other side of the equation, UConn don't really throw the football that much. They just want to run the ball, basically. And... Marshall are great against them. Marshall like the top five run defense in college football. So stylistically, it's a bad matchup. But at the same point in time, everyone's a bad matchup for UConn. And they found a way. Are they going to win the game? They don't have to. Give me the 12 points. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Is it just me, or is it getting really hard to figure out the best way to save for retirement? Fidelity can help you find clarity so you can save the best way for you. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement your way. Get started at fidelity.com slash future. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.